Welcome to the Talk is War podcast. Today, we have episode one. So make sure you get your popcorn ready and let's get started. We have a lot of news today coming out of the WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. First off, we're going to start off with, per Wall Street Journal, Vince McMahon is plotting his return to the WWE in an attempt to sell the company. According to Vince McMahon, the only way for WWE to fully capitalize on this opportunity is for me to return as executive chairman and to support the management team in negotiations for our media rights and to combine that with a review of strategic alternatives. So Vince McMahon elected himself as executive chairman of the company and brought in two former WWE co-presidents and board members. I'm not going to mention the names because I don't know who they are. So I want to ask you guys this. Will this hurt the WWE? In my opinion, this is going to hurt the WWE a lot. In my, I think Vince McMahon should just stay away from the company. He shouldn't even touch what Triple H has been doing because he has done wonders. Triple H has done wonders with this company and he is barely getting started. Vince McMahon destroyed so many things that Triple H is trying to bring back. And with Vince McMahon coming back, he is just trying to destroy his own company. Next up, we have Mercedes Varnado, formerly known as Sasha Banks. She debuted at Wrestle Kingdom 17 as Mercedes Money to challenge Kyrie, formerly known as Kyrie Sane in WWE, for the IWGP Women's Championship. The match is set to take place at Battle in the Valley, February 18th, in San Jose, California. So, if I were you, and I am living in San Jose, California, I would recommend you guys buy tickets to that event, because that match is going to be a banger. Now, there's also rumors surrounding Mercedes that she has signed with AEW, and she will join Soraya as her tag team partner against Dr. Britt Baker and the AEW Women's Champion Jamie Hayter. According to a backstage segment in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Mercedes stated that I am on a world domination tour. So that only means that she's just going to take over the world. She's going to different countries, including different promotions, which would include possibly New Japan Pro Wrestling, obviously. Possibly would include Lucha Libre AAA and AEW, maybe. I think Mercedes joining AEW will be the second biggest signing Tony Khan has ever done since CM Punk. Mercedes is a very big name. She's been talked about for months. Hell, for years she's been talked about. She's going to be one of the biggest signings that Tony Khan's ever done since CM Punk. Now, when Mercedes debuted at Wrestle Kingdom 17, there's been a lot of criticism on social media talking about the crowd reactions and talking about just anything to make a point to hate on Mercedes. I'm going to tell you this right now. The crowds in Japan are much more different than the ones in America. If you watch a New Japan Pro Wrestling show and you're, you've been watching some for months or for years, you'll see 
that the crowds are much more different over there than here. The crowds are not rowdy. They're very quiet. And they appreciate the art of professional wrestling. And they cheer at the end. The difference with them compared to America or other countries is that we're very rowdy in our shows. And it's great. Sometimes the crowd is what gets us invested into the matches. The crowd is always plays a big factor in America and the UK and other countries as well. But in Japan, they tend to cheer at the end and they clap. So as a matter of showing respect to the professional wrestlers and to the performance. So I'm going to be a little bit biased because... I've always been a Sasha Banks fan. I am a four horsewomen fan. I think you need to give it time with Mercedes. This is her first big stage in a long time. She's been gone for almost like, what, seven, eight months since walking out of the WWE. She's going to be nervous on her first show back being Wrestle Kingdom 17, one of the biggest shows of the year. And we're back. So we left off on talking about Mercedes and the fans criticizing her debut. Because, look, I'll be honest here. The return was not perfect. But it was what it needed to be. The whole thing was to show Mercedes' debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And yes, the crowd gasped in the beginning when they showed her face and the Titantron. They broke a rule. And what this does with New Japan is they're bringing a big North American star that has the credibility as one of the best women professional wrestlers in the world. And it's bringing up more talent to the stardom division, which I think the stardom division is great. All the Joshi wrestlers are awesome. And I think Mercedes being a great is a great addition to the stardom division. Now, let's talk about the match with Mercedes and Kyrie. They've had a past in the WWE. They've had matches together on Raw. And as far as I know, their matches have been great. And they've had tag team matches, obviously, with um, Bayley and Sasha Banks against the Kabuki Warriors with Asuka and Kairi Sane. Those matches were great. They were the ones that were holding Raw and SmackDown together during the pandemic era, which is a great statement because, trust me, it was hard to keep Raw together during the pandemic era because Raw was terrible at the time. Now, I think we should just give Sasha Banks, Mercedes, a little bit more slack because it is her first show back and she just needs to pick things up a little bit. She's going to pick things up a little bit more and we're going to see more of Mercedes Mercedes money. Sorry. Now, the WWE announced today that Money in the Bank is headed over to the O2 Arena in London, England on July 1st, 2023. Now, this is a big deal because the UK have always had the best crowd reactions in the world when it comes to professional wrestling. 
when you watch a WWE event, when you saw Clash at the Castle in September, that was arguably one of the best shows of 2022. And that was because of the crowd reaction. Obviously, the matches were great. Some matches were great. But the crowd reaction is what gave it off. The crowd is what gave the event life. And Cardiff Wales made Clash at the Castle so successful that Triple H decided, hey, you know what? We need to give the UK more recognition and give them more premium live events. So not only that, they're going to be going on international tours and going all over the world and giving us more premium live events internationally. And it's great because I think it's a great way to expand your audience more in a way for the WWE. And obviously, we know that the UK crowd is great. What about the India crowd? Or, hey, the Japan crowd would be great for the WWE, possibly. Now, let's talk about tomorrow night's Friday Night Smackdown. We have three things that were promoted for next for tomorrow's SmackDown, which was Ricochet versus Top Dollar for a chance to get a spot at the Royal Rumble. Now, I enjoyed the segment. I thought it was very funny last week because of, you know, what happened with Top Dollar. But, I mean, it happens. I'm not going to... Just bash top dollar because I think Hit Row is has potential to be great, but they ha- the WWE has not used them right. I've always said this. So usually on TikTok or on other platforms, Hit Row posts these rap videos before the show starts. When they have like a match or a segment going on to promote the storyline. Why doesn't the WWE show these raps, these raps before their match on television? Now, the raps are PG, they're great raps. I think Bfab, I Bfab, I like Bfab. She she has a lot of charisma. So does Top Dollar. Ashante, I haven't really seen much of him, but they they have the potential to be great. So, with the segment that happened, it was basically mocking Top Dollar about the bots, right? But it showed that Triple H believes in the ability of Top Dollar and Hit Row. So, they didn't, like, suspend Top Dollar or they didn't make fun of him in a way, like, to embarrass him on television. They just did it to just basically prove a point. That they have the ability to be great on the WWE. Now, we have the Usos versus Sheamus and Drew McIntyre for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. This match was supposed to happen earlier in 2022. I think it was after War Games or before War Games. I may be wrong. But I think uh, Drew McIntyre was got hurt. So I think they... Obviously, didn't put Sheamus and Drew McIntyre in the match. So they moved it for tomorrow's SmackDown. 
I think this match is going to be great. Sheamus is arguably one of the best wrestlers today. I'm a very big fan of Sheamus. He's done wonders for his career, especially this year, performing great matches with Gunther, with Imperium, having a great babyface run. I'm so proud of Sheamus of what he's done so far late in his career. And Drew McIntyre, man, Drew McIntyre is always going to be there. He's a star. I think he should have won at Clash at the Castle, to be honest. But we're not going to get on that. (laughs) So I'm expecting the Usos to win. I don't think they're losing the tag titles possibly until WrestleMania. I'm going to be giving a proposition here. So with Sami Zayn losing the match with Roman Reigns against John Cena and Kevin Owens. The turn is going to happen. They're going to betray Sami Zayn soon. And we're going to see a babyface Sami Zayn. And Kevin Owens, as much as I want to see them as tag team champions, both Kevin and Sami, I don't think they should start that storyline just yet. I think they should start it after WrestleMania. But I think WWE is headed towards that direction of having them as a tag team and possibly dethroning the Usos at WrestleMania for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. I say this because Sami Zayn has improved so much this year. He's one of the biggest stars in the wrestling industry today. Just on the whole bloodline Honorary Us, Sammy Uso, Usi thing. The whole shtick is amazing. It makes great television. It gives a bloodline life when Roman Reigns is not there. And it's just amazing to see Sammy Zayn molding into a big star. That's all I have on that. Now we're going to hear from Charlotte Flair tomorrow night. About her winning the title again. Now. Obviously there's people that are happy. That Charlotte Flair won. Including myself. Just because she took the title off of Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey didn't perform well in this second reign as champion. I don't know why they took it off of Liv Morgan's hands. She she was improving. On the build up to Extreme Rules. She was getting the crowd again. She was organically getting a pop again. It was fine. But obviously they they gave the title to Ronda. So Ronda had a shorter reign than Liv Morgan. Her reign was 80 days. Liv Morgan's was 97. So this makes Ronda Rousey a transitional champion in 2022. Charlotte Flair is going to bring more to this division than Ronda Rousey could have ever done. And I'm going to say this because as a fan of the four horsewomen, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Mercedes Money are one of the top stars in the wrestling industry today and still today. And what I've noticed is they're building a new generation of stars. And I'm going to give you the four stars that I think they're building. Triple H is building up on. I think he trusts Liv Morgan. 
because she's been on TV so much. She he trusts Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's gonna be a star no matter what. He trusts Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is obviously a star. She's one of the top baby faces in the company. And I think the dominant powerhouse that we're gonna have on SmackDown is going to be Raquel Rodriguez. So those four women are the next generation of stars for the WWE that Triple H is going to give the ball to. And I'm fine with it. But we need to give these women more non-title feuds. Obviously, Bianca is a champion right now. She is already proven that she's a big star, so we can have the title on her. Even Rhea Ripley, we can trust her with the title. But girls like Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez need to have more non-title feuds to build up their credibility to be a champion. This is what we failed with Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan was seen as one of the top baby faces before she won the title. And that was because her quest to win the title was great. She organically won the fans over with that. And she basically gave us a reason to believe in her when she was on a quest for the title. That was very different when she won the title. And it hurts me to say this because I'm a big Liv Morgan fan. But Liv Morgan cannot carry Ronda Rousey into a match that is going to make us believe that she's going to be a top star in this company. I can say this right now. She's a good she's a good performer. Do they overrate her sometimes, the fans? Yes. And I think she needs more time to work on her promo work. She need definitely needs the promo work. And she needs to have more experience in the ring. Because outside of 2020, when she started getting a little bit more time on TV, she was booked as a jobber for the for the first part of her main roster career. So she's only really had main roster experience for about, what, like two, three years? Two years, I'll say. Because as a credible, a credible star, may I add. Because she was seen as a jobber. She was losing to everybody. With the Riot Squad. And I think they need to give her more experience in the ring with the women in the division. But I saw what they were doing with Liv Morgan on SmackDown recently. And they're pushing her. Well, she is technically the the star of the women's division on SmackDown because... I wouldn't say Aaliyah, Raquel, Shotzi are the stars of that division. Outside of the champion. Now, Charlotte Flair is going to improve this division because she will give you better matches with all of these women. Liv Morgan and Charlotte Flair sounds like a solid match because Charlotte Flair has the in-ring experience and the in-ring ability to give you a banger match. 
with basically anybody in the division. You can see on WWE's The Bump, Charlotte Flair was talking about her match with um, Shotzi back in um, 2021 or 2022. I don't know. (laughs) She said that she really enjoyed that match and she gave the fans what they wanted. A great match. She has the ability to do that. Ronda Rousey does not have the experience of a Charlotte Flair. I'm not saying that Ronda Rousey is terrible at what she does. In 2018, Ronda Rousey was great. Her run was great. But 2022 Ronda Rousey and 2018 2018 Ronda Rousey are much more different. And you can see it with your very own eyes. Anyone with a with a just a casual eye can put 2018 Ronda Rousey and 2022 Ronda Rousey compare them together you're going to see a big difference now Charlotte Flair has not peaked as a competitor she continues to be better she continues to improve in her promo abilities She just continues to be a star, as always. (laughs) So I think Charlotte Flair was a great decision to win the title right now. And we just have to see what she does with the title. I think, in my opinion, they should have Charlotte Flair put over one of these women at WrestleMania. We don't know who. We've had rumors that Naomi might come back at the Rumble. Give us Naomi versus Charlotte Flair. This, that match would be amazing. And Naomi hasn't really given the credit to be a star that the fans know that she has. Naomi is a top star. But Vince McMahon didn't really trust her in that position. I think Triple H will trust Naomi being in that position and they might give us Naomi versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. I'm going to call it now. Charlotte Flair versus Naomi could happen at WrestleMania, and it will be a banger match, and you need to get your popcorn and get ready to see it. This concludes episode one of the Talk is War podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm going to try and improve episode from episode on what I need to work on, but I want to thank you guys so much for joining me and I'll see you guys in the next episode.